Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello and welcome to The Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. How much spice can you take, like physically? You know when they ask you if you want it mild or hot in the restaurant? If you're the type of person that always wants it hotter than hot, flaming hot, if you will, then Ava Longoria's new movie, Flamin' Hot, about the invention of flaming hot Cheetos is for you. I just said flaming hot a lot in one sentence. <laughs> the film tells the story of Richard Montanez, played by Jesse Garcia in the film. Richard started out as a janitor for Frito-Lay, the company behind Flamin' Hot Cheetos, and documents Richard's involvement in the creation of the flavor for Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Now, you should know before you see the film that the Frito-Lay company disputes Richard's version of the story, that he created Flamin' Hot flavor, that is now used on a whole assortment of foods. Nevertheless, the film got the blessing of the company and Richard's family, so in a way, Richard is kind of the unofficial ambassador for the Flamin' Hot flavor that the company not only wants to promote, but makes millions on. And when you see the film, you'll see why Richard should be the one telling the story. His excitement for life is infectious. As I told Jesse during our chat about the film, if I had to choose between hearing Frito-Lay's version of the story or Richard's, I am always going to go with Richard's version of the story. And Jesse Garcia is the perfect person to play Richard. You've probably seen him in a number of projects, like Jennifer Lopez's recent film, The Mother, the Netflix series Narcos Mexico, or my personal favorite, the 2006 indie film Quinceanera that ignited Jesse's career. But it's in Flame and Hot that Jesse really not only steps into his own as a leading man, but also just sort of his own as an actor. He's fantastic in it. Definitely expect more from him. So go on and grab a snack, perhaps Flame and Hot Cheetos, because I'll be right back with Jesse Garcia from Flame and Hot. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The film is fantastic. I really enjoyed it. It was unexpected for me. I didn't know. Actually, I went in not knowing what to expect about the film, whether it was going to be sort of like a drama or like a like I had no idea what to expect. And I was pleasantly surprised by how joyous it was, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's, um, we did we you know, we worked very hard to make sure that it was entertaining as well as telling Richard's story. Yeah. So what about the film sort of first excited you? 
Um, when I first got the script, I uh, I knew I knew the part was mine. I auditioned for it. It's like you know, probably most of LA and half everyone else who was even close to the category. And so many of my friends who read for the same part, they sent their audition tape in. And this wasn't COVID during during pandemic, so it's uh, you know everything self tapes. Yeah, they would all text me or call me. And go, dude, I just read for this project, but. I think this is yours. You have to make sure you like, I can't tell you how many friends of, of mine uh, uh, contacted me. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I sent a tape and I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. And you know, like four or five auditions later, I, yeah. I got it. That's great. That's one. Yeah. I, Richard's story is such like a, it's so sort of like modern American. It's a truly American story in a lot of ways. And you don't see a lot of these stories anymore. What about his particular story? Did you relate to? Um, I mean, the obvious he's, you know, he's Mexican American. He's, uh, he came from not much money, which I, I didn't either. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, my parents and my family did, they did what they had to do to survive my, my mom would work as a housekeeper in hotels and whatever else she had to do. And my dad did construction and yeah. he put himself through school for, uh, like auto body and work and mechanic stuff. And so we did all kinds of stuff. And in the movie, I'm not giving anything away, but in the movie, um, Richard would go to school selling burritos, right? Yeah. And my, I can't take the amount of times that my parents would prep food, uh, empanadas or burritos or something. And my dad would take it to school the next day or the work and he would make, you know, you make a little profit to, 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 to pay for bills. Yeah. I remember doing it. I mean, they were very like core memories of my childhood. Yeah helping out a little bit or at least seeing them do some work and mm-hmm. they come back and go, I'm, you know, I made a couple hundred bucks today or something like that. And yeah, put the money back at the food and, and do it, do it again. Um, so a lot of that, it's, it's the same story. Like a lot of us have the same story and, and that's mm-hmm. my story as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. I mean, one of the things that I love about the film and just Richard in general is that the film does a good job in sort of explaining that, this man is colorful, is a colorful storyteller. So there's the real story and then there's what's happening in Richard's head. And what I think is so wonderful about that is that, I mean, even even sort of the creation of Flame and Hot Cheetos and all of it is sort of like he has his way of telling it and everyone else has their way of telling it. And, it, and no one's yeah. mad at Richard for it because he's such a lovable character. Is that something that like you enjoyed about Richard, that sort of the colorfulness of him? Yeah, man, he's a uh, he's very funny. He's very funny. He's a quirky dude, mm-hmm. um, very charming, well spoken. Like he he loves language. He loves yeah. words. He loves like we'll talk about something. And he goes, oh, you know where the you know where the root for that word came from? It came from blah 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 blah. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, that's it's really cool. Um, no, he's very charming. He's a very very charming dude, and, and I and it was it, you know it was a, it was a real privilege and. It's also very daunting to play someone who's still alive, you know, yeah. who who would come to set and he wouldn't, you know, he would let me do my thing. And there was one day there was a scene that um, Annie and I were doing in a car and we're kind of like bickering. Uh, you know, a scene I'm talking about, but yeah. we're bickering in the car and um, he gets arrested. And it's like a big pivotal moment within his life and her life and the family's life. And they call cut and Richard and Judy are like, Oh my God, that's what I would say. And you know, I would da, 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 da. like, so they were crying at that video village. And then we go yeah. to set and like, we're all teary eyed with everybody else. And, and Richard uh, comes up to me. He goes, 
He goes, I, I, I wasn't sure before, but now I get it. Mm. You know what I mean? So it was yeah. like, it was a really cool thing to get his approval. And it's like, I, I understand it's very vulnerable and very daunting to have your life put out, you know, for, you know, millions of people to see. And, yeah. and you know, there's whether there's judgment of whatever he, the ledger that he hasn't done. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, there's, it's a lot. And then, you know, not even just that to go back into his personal life when he was growing up and struggling and doing what they had to do to make ends meet. It's a lot. And when he saw what we were doing and Judy saw what we were doing, the family saw what we were the kids, they, they go, we get it. We get what you're yeah. doing. We feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. It's so funny that you mentioned that because like, there is something like even even if you do when he is opening up his life and this is the story is going to open up his life to scrutiny. But what I love about it is I think even even, you know, everyone behind the sort of flame and hot movement when it started could acknowledge that, like, well, sure, he's telling a colorful story, but look at him. He's the best ambassador for this. This is the perfect person. So who cares what who like I've never cared as a as a writer, as a performer, I've never cared. If someone's lying to me, I'm like, if you're telling me a good story and you're entertaining me, then who cares? Right. I don't care. <laughs> right. Well, and the cool thing about it is is he's telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, like there's tons of and he'll talk about this to way better than I could and and I won't even get into it. Yeah. But he's got a paper trail. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was he was there. He was in the room and and we got you know, the powers that be stamps of approval to, yeah. you know, it is. And, you know, no matter what anybody does or whatever story anybody tells, there's always going to be someone that wants to tear it down or there's some sort of scrutiny or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, you know, it's a beautiful story, like mm-hmm. you said. And, um, and I think it impacts people in a way that we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. And at the end of the day, too, I want to hear Richard's story and nobody else's. Like, I want to sit for an hour and hear Richard tell the story and nobody else. <laughs> Yeah, and it's cool because it's from his perspective. So it's yeah. not like a, a, a heavy melodramatic biopic about this guy who came from nothing and became an exec and a creator. And yeah. um, it, there's a lot of humor in it. There's yeah. a lot of fantasy in it. So it's from his perspective. It comes from his mind. And yeah. you know what I mean? So that's when I first, when I finally first saw it, which I hate watching my own movies. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, shit, this is, this is really good. Yeah. Yeah, really good movie, you know? Yeah, really good. Really entertaining. Really surprising, too. I wasn't expecting. Well, like I said, I wasn't expecting it. But I was excited about Ava Longoria for this because I have always felt that I was a big desperate, you know, desperate housewives fan. And I love that where she's gone and what she's doing and her doing this now directing and like telling these stories and telling stories that are personal to her in, in her culture and everything that she's so passionate about. What was it like working with her? And had you worked with her before? I, we never worked together before. We've known of each other and we'd be friendly at events and stuff like that for, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 years. Yeah. But we never, we never became friends until we shot, we shot the movie. And now her and I are like yeah. the same person, you know, we're, we're working yeah. on another movie right now together. She's awesome, man. Like from directing TV for like 10, 12 years, coming into this feature, which this movie is a, a story of underdogs, not just with, Richard, the Montañez family, mm-hmm. uh, with Evo Longoria, who has, you know, everyone knows her from Desperate Housewives. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a, uh, like a really fun, soapy series. Yeah. Um, and then there's me and Annie, who have been working forever, but nobody really knows. Mm-hmm. Um, or they're like, hey, they look, they look familiar. Like, well, where do you see him from? But now yeah. 
Uh, and then Devon Franklin, who's producing this movie, who like, well, there's a lot and our DP and our crew, like we had a lot to prove. Like, you know what I mean? There's yeah. a lot to lose and there was a lot to prove. Um, and as, as well as Richard and, and his family. So I think, um, I, th- I think all around it's there, like American dream, American story yeah. is also ours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so funny. It's like, cause I mean, people in the industry and people like me who obsessively watch all these TVs and films, like I, I know all y'all's work. It's like, you're not new to me, but to so many Americans. And this is just because of cultural divides and locations and all the different things that you can put on that. But they don't know the work that so many different marginalized groups of people have been doing for these many years in the entertainment industry. So to have someone like Ava Longoria, who, yeah, they know from Desert Housewives, if that gets them to watch this film and then discover all of you guys' work, it's like, that's half the battle. That's what we need more of, you know? Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's good storytelling. It's yeah. a universal story. And it's not, you know, it is about uh, Richard's family, who's a Mexican-American family. But but I think what Eva and the team and all of us did, we were able to accomplish a story that was also, it was very universal where everyone mm-hmm. could relate to it. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. matter where you're from or who you are. Yeah. Everyone who watches it can find something they can relate to. Yeah. It's uniquely American. And the other thing about it that I think is so interesting is that, so Flamin' Hot Cheetos, like I, I'll admit it, they were very foreign to me before I got with my boyfriend who is Mexican and I had never experienced any of sort of that, that heat in food before and taste. And I still don't, yeah. I still don't eat it a lot, but what I love about it is it is sort of, I remember when I was a kid, I had a family friend who used to say like, well, when we were younger, pizza wasn't a thing. It wasn't like you wouldn't go get pizza in the fifties or in sixties and stuff. It, it became sort of a common thing in the years. And there are these foods that become sort of like cultural popular standouts from different groups of people, from different marginalized groups. And Flamin' Hot Cheetos is one of those foods that I would compare to sort of like pizza in a way in that like it just sort of surprised everyone. So you have all these white people being like, what is this? I'm in pain, but I love it. Like, what is what's happening with this food? And I wanted to know sort of. Yeah. Do you like Flamin' Hot Cheetos first off? And why do you think it? blew up in the way that it did one flavor i think people i think people love just kind of like it's it's enough of the heat it's funny because if you're eating chips and salsa and it's hot enough you keep you keep eating it so that the the heat doesn't overwhelm you yeah yeah (laughs) you know what i mean as soon as you stop it's like (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i I think there's something about the texture and the heat and the Mm -hmm. flavor and like the other the other ways people love to eat hot cheetos whether it's you go to school lunches and you put people nacho cheese in there and some jalapenos yeah. and you eat it with chopsticks and yeah. that would be, your, that yeah. would be some people's lunch. Yeah. Um, I think it's a combination between a texture and, 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 and the taste. It's um, like Mexican food. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you, you can get just the right amount of heat where people can't stop eating it, it's just, and, and they want to go back after like they're, yeah. they get over the heat. It's exactly. Just, it's just a, yeah. I mean, the best scene in the film, my favorite scene in the film is the discovery scene when, you know, Richard and his two kids are sitting on that park bench wherever they are that day. And the kid, the little boy is eating it and he's talking. I mean, I, it's so funny because I see like my boyfriend's face when he's eating this stuff, like he'll have this, he'll do this sort of like slurping sound, almost like a, you know, like trying to really get the heat, I guess, going. Yeah. It's that sound, which is a, a very foreign reaction to food to me, that, that facial expression. But then also he's like, I'm in pain. The little boy is like, I'm in pain, but I want more. You know, yeah. it's, it's so, it's such a wonderful scene. 
Yeah, I think there's something about the stimulus to for it and and the endorphin rush that you get from it. I think there's more chemically involved with other mm-hmm. other than just like you know, there's serotonin rushes and st- st- yeah. st- the dopamine and all the things that come from like uh, the chemical reaction within your body. And some people just don't like it. Yeah, you know what I mean, but a lot of people who respond to it, it it becomes you know the I think part of it too is like I'm just now discovering this with myself as we're talking mm-hmm. dopamine serotonin like the the rush that you get from it, it's like yeah you you want more of that you want to re-experience that. Uh, the same thing yeah yeah it's so funny well i wanted to get to because you have two other films coming you you have literally three films coming out within the span of two months which i think is exciting but also like do you hate taking a break like i mean is it like it just feels like there's a lot happening all at once it just everything just kind of came out at the same time yeah last year i worked on i finished the j-lo movie i finished mother early in the year and then I didn't do anything until summer and I worked for a month in Mexico city on my buddy's movie yeah. and then I didn't do anything for the rest of the year. So it's like, yeah. and then everything decides to come out in two or three months. Yeah. So it's, it's every, I, all my friends go, dude, you're so busy. I'm like, I, I'm uh, <laughs> yes and no. Yeah. Everything is just happening within a two or three month period. But what do you think these three performances? Cause they're, they're, they're vastly different in terms of like the types yeah. of characters. What do you think, people sort of just discovering you will react to sort of from you and flaming hot to the mother to murder city. Like what do you hope they take away from these performances of yours? Oh man. Um, I think in general, the exposure to like the talent that's out there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've been doing this for 23 years and it's been, it's, it's not an overnight thing. I've had yeah. early success with like quinceanera that, yeah. you know, kind of like gave me my career and, and the momentum, but between that and like 2006 and now i've had hills and valleys and the valleys have been like desert you know what i mean they've been yeah. nothing droughts i mean like the to get into political part of it, it's like we just need more opportunities like now now that the opportunities are coming out little by little um it's still it's still a battle but I'm enjoying the ride yeah. because I'm getting to do a lot of things with between flame and hot words. I, I think I got to hit just about every note that you could want to hit Yeah, in a movie, the comedy, the drama, the little tiny, tiny, tiny bit of action. Yeah. Um, and then m- the mother, which is all action. And, and I still had a lot of fun with that. We got Nikki and I, uh, Nikki Carl and I found a happy medium of making him still fun, which is odd, still kind yeah. of funny. I don't yeah. know if you've seen it yet, but yeah. the, the character is still kind of funny, even though he's yeah. just at zero conscience. Yeah. Um, and Murder City, where I'm playing a bit of a corrupt FBI. Am I FBI in that? <laughs> Something. I'm one of the... When you're that busy, you don't even remember if you're FBI or not. You could be the president. You don't even know. I know, I know. I was at Toronto la- last year for the film festival uh, for a movie that we did there. And I, one of the uh, journalists asked me, what, can you tell me what's your name, what's your character's name, and tell me about it. I got Jesse Garcia. <laughs> Give me one second. And I go, what's my character's well, name? Well, that's a bad journalist. I'm sorry. If you go into an interview talking with someone and you don't know that person's characters, that's a question I would never ask. Let me just say that. <laughs> Well, you know, I don't, they hadn't, they hadn't seen the movie and yeah. my bad for not remembering my character's name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my last question for you, it's from a film that you just mentioned, Quinceanera, that I saw when it came out, I loved it. It was such like a special little gem. Anyone who has, I always suggest it to people because I think it's one of like, it's, it's one of those films that you learn a lot about, you know, a culture that I was, I, I grew up in Missouri, so I had no access to anything like that. And yeah. And on top of that, it's just such a unique, nuanced film about 
not only a young girl, but a young queer boy and like a story of just different types of people. What kind of impact? I mean, you said that film gave you your career, but like what sort of long term impact has that film had on you and sort of how did it sort of shape the actor that you would become, you know, in the years to come? Well, I think what well, I didn't realize. OK, so like most actors, like you, you, you go in, you start out going like, oh, I want to you know, be dope to be, do really big movies and and, you know, maybe be famous if that's part of that's part of your fantasy and have money and this and that, uh, which is all great. All that stuff is lovely. Yeah. Um, I'm still waiting on the money. <laughs> uh, um, uh, but when I did Quinceanera, and what I didn't realize about doing a movie like Quinceanera, where there's a really important social element to it, like these the the issues that are you know are timeless basically, yeah. um, is that when you do a movie like that, especially with your like the character that I played, is that now you kind of have a social responsibility to have mm-hmm. thoughts and opinions about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big thing that I learned, right? It's like it's not just about making a movie and releasing it it's about people being impacted on a on an emotional level yeah and some you know whether it's negative or positive people are going to talk to you about it people are going to ask you questions i had this was myspace days yeah right so i would get messages every now and then um really random ones i got i got one from one one dude he goes hey how do i um how do i come out to my wife and family oh and i go uh I, I don't I don't know, man. I'm just uh I'm straight and I'm I'm an actor. Yeah. 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 Maybe get a therapist. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Um yeah. um from that to this this yeah, right. Yeah. Um from that to uh and I've never talked about this, so you, you you're the first person I've told uh, this this story as a, as a journalist that I got a message from this kid one time saying, Hey, I I just watched uh, Quinceanera, young Latino guy. And he goes, I just watched Quinceanera. And it was, you know, a beautiful movie. And I really loved your character. And before I watched this movie, I didn't know if I was going to make it. Mm. And he goes, I realized that I'm not alone. Yeah. And I go, shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it impacts people especially movies like Quinceanera, which is very special to me. Yeah. Like, I didn't really realize that, you know, I'm not to say the movie saved people's lives, but yeah. it might have, but yeah. it impacts people in certain ways where the, you go, I'm not alone. Yeah. Yeah. Alone. So that for, to answer, to answer your question is there's a bit of a, an impact. Yeah. And, and a responsibility that kind of comes along with doing what we do, whether we want to be a voice or a face for, issues or not or whatever mm-hmm. our opinions are on everything you do have a responsibility and there's yeah. you know that does matter because people do look up to you or don't look up to you they hate you or they love you yeah uh, so that i think is probably the biggest lesson that i learned from that experience mm-hmm. going forward it's so true though and even just in looking from flaming hot to continue and all of it like it really shows that like i in my opinion representation matters and there's a there's a not so much a responsibility for the storyteller to be the therapist for everyone they're helping, but for the storyteller to tell, I mean, pardon my French, but to tell the fucking story and make put it out there so that people can take whatever they want to take from it. And if it helps their lives, well, then you've done the job that you're supposed to do and let them grow and 
maybe find a part of themselves that they can be comfortable with again, or at least feel happy about that. Maybe other people are seeing part of them in a larger way, you know? Right. And the other side of that too, is like, is not taking, um, not necessarily taking everything for gospel. You know what I mean? It's like where like we're still human. We're allowed to make mistakes. We sometimes make mistakes in storytelling. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's also still wins within storytelling. Yeah. That we take the win, we move on, we try to do mm-hmm. better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether it's a shit, shit movie yeah. <laughs> or we get, we get some things wrong about some social issues or there's opinions in, that people may not like, but yeah. cool. We're, we're human. We're human. Yeah. We told a version. We took a risk uh, or many risks. Mm-hmm. Wins, losses. Let's move on. We can do better. Yeah. And I mean, the, the point is to just tell the story and move on and evolve and just tell, keep telling the stories, keep doing, yeah, keep sharing keep everything. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really do appreciate it. And I, like I said before, the film's great and I hope a lot of people watch it. Oh, thanks, man. Me too. Seriously, Flame and Hot is a perfect family film. You will love it. Watch it with everyone. It is just, it's fantastic. And let me know what you think about the movie after you watch or you know, if you're eating flame Hot Cheetos, I guess. I'm H. Allen Scott on everything. And thanks for listening to The Parting Shot. I hope you're able to leave a little rating and review and maybe help the episode out a little bit because that always is very helpful. And for the latest news and podcasts, you know, go to Newsweek.com and follow them on all the socials. And also subscribe to my newsletter, Newsweek's For the Culture. You can find it at Newsweek.com. Until then, watch something fun and have a great day. Being a staple in American media for over 90 years, Newsweek now brings you an exceptional lineup of podcasts. The debate. They'll recognize how these policies aren't working. They'll feel the pain and they'll change their behavior. The Josh Hammer Show. Restore the principles and the political paradigms of the American founding. The Crystal Knight Show. Just because officers are black doesn't mean that the policing system still isn't inherently racist. Fast women. Chevy's actually doing really well and Honda's really not. Wow. (laughs) It's like the opposite of most people's perception of them. It is. The parting shot. Every year when the new nominations are announced, I get this excited, nostalgic feeling, and it brings out that little kid in me who just loved movies. The Royal Report. Harry and Meghan's head of comms has announced they now move forward to their kind of future outside the royal family. Newsweek Podcasts. New episodes drop weekly. Download or listen now at Newsweek.com or wherever you get your podcasts.